Welcome and thank you for joining the Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. Our show presents the truth of scripture and revelation knowledge of Jesus the King that challenges our listeners to seek and determine the truth of God for themselves. Now let's get into today's show. Hey everyone, this is Terrence with the Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. And today I have a another episode for you here. We're going to be talking about the kingdom of God and kind of giving you a a high level overview of what the kingdom of God is and really how it relates and what it means for us um, in our day uh, today. And so I want to start off by saying thank you for uh, for listening to previous episodes and thank you for joining today's episode. Um, I've gotten some feedback and it's it's really encouraging uh, to hear the feedback and and how this is uh, helping people and um, I just want to, you know, say thank you for, you know, for sharing it and, you know, just really, really supporting uh, what it is that, that the Lord has uh, impressed upon me to do. And so uh, let's get into today's topic here. Um, the kingdom of God is something that for years have really been. I'll say almost lost um, through the years. Uh, if you listen to my last episode when I talk about the only message that Jesus, um, the only message of Jesus, uh, you'll ha- you'll kind of have an idea as to like what I'm getting ready to say and, and what I'm talking about here. But God's kingdom and and the gospel of the kingdom has kind of been lost in translation. Uh, because there's been so many other things that we've uh, preached and taught and talked about, but very little has been left out in regards to the kingdom of God. And so I want to kind of help to to bring this to the forefront in today's episode. Uh, and and like I said, from a high level, just kind of explain uh, what it is and so with that we we need to understand you know specifically by definition what the kingdom of god is in order to understand the message and various teachings that that jesus came to proclaim um, that pertains to the various aspects of the kingdom of god um, and its restoration um so with that being said I want to first and foremost bring out that the the term or the word kingdom uh, comes actually comes from a Greek word uh, basileia, and the definition or the meaning of this word simply is kingdom, uh, kingship, uh, royal rule, a kingdom, a realm, uh, which is basically a realm is pretty much a region or a country governed by a king um it can mean kingly power authority uh dominion reign royal dignity you know these are all of the terms of the words that this particular greek word means so when we talk about the kingdom of god or when jesus preaches or or teaches certain aspects on the kingdom it's with all of this in mind, the, the kingship, the royal rule, the dominion, the reign, the uh, authority, uh, the realm, 
all of this in relation to God. And so when we think about this, when, when we hear the word kingdom of God, we can pretty much say it's the it's the kingship or the royal rule, the authority, the dominion, um, the realm, the kingly power of God, um, which is why there's so many different aspects to it. But it's but all every aspect of the kingdom affects and influences every area of our lives. And so when. You know, when we think about the kind of, of 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 system that we live in here in the United States, we live in, you know, we, we say that the, that the United States is a republic, but we live in a democracy. Um, you know, the 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 idea or the king concept of kingdom kind of makes people feel uneasy because of the existence of past human kingdoms. And not all human kingdoms ruled with the best intention of, uh, of, of the people. Um, it didn't have the best, uh, it, it, it didn't have the, the, the heart or the people at the heart of it. Um, and, and, it really, and a lot of them didn't benefit the people. So when, when, when we who live in a democracy here king or kingdom, it tends to put people in the mindset of of a communist or um, a dictatorship or, or 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 one of those types of uh, governments, but it's not what the kingdom of God is. In fact, Jesus came to Earth to reveal who God the Father truly is, what He's really like, His love, His compassion, His mercy. Uh, 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 his grace, his goodness, his concern, um, his, his providence, all of those things, um, his good pleasure, all of those things Christ came to reveal so that when he preaches this message, we will have the understanding of the nature and the character of God so that when we hear the message of the kingdom preached, we can understand that God as king and, and Christ as king the, the 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 overtone of the kingdom and its influence will be permeated by the character and the nature of that king because part of a kingdom is to spread his influence his purposes and his plans throughout every area of that realm or of that kingdom so that all parts of that kingdom will be influenced or affected by it and so in order to understand the kingdom of God, we have to understand who God is. And I think in later episodes, I'll, I'll be talking about, you know, the character and the nature of God, because there are there are misconceptions of, of you know, who, of who God is, you know, what's he's what he's like. And we tend to always think and, and keep God in the box of the Old Testament. And we think and we, we hold on to. His, his acts and, and, and different things that he's done in the Old Testament. And we forget the aspects of God that Christ came to reveal, which is the, the, the side of God that he wants us to know. Yes, God has a vengeful side. He has, um, he has anger um, in which those things are all rooted in love and his righteousness. 
um, but he is just, he is holy, uh, he is sovereign, he is all of these things. But those those sides of him, um, really in 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 my, in my estimation, are sides of him that he needs us to understand in order to see him for all that he is but he much rather us see that merciful side of him that compassionate side of him that loving side of him uh that that good side of him uh which is what the, what the new testament is built on it's built on his love for us because he didn't have to send christ to atone for the sins of the world he could have left us in our sins because of our disobedience uh to him and our declaring independence from him uh in the beginning so god in his in his goodness wanted to restore what it is that he originally gave us and so i feel like in order to kind of like bring this all together uh, we have to look at the original intent of kingdom and that original intent is found in uh, genesis chapter one uh we look at verses 26 and 27 and when I, and as i read this i want you to listen out for uh for certain words that 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 i read in whatever scriptures i'm gonna uh that i'm gonna read here um uh, and just think of it in terms of of the kingdom of god and what it is that that god has a, has established what it is that we've lost and what christ came to restore back to mankind so in genesis chapter 1 verses uh, 26 and 27 it says and i'm reading from the um, english standard version it says then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth verse 27 so god created man in his own image and the image of god he created him male and female he created them notice what is the first thing that after god said let us make man in our image after our likeness that he said that that he was giving us he never said that he was giving us a belief system he never said that he was giving us a religion he never said that he was giving us an organized institution what he said that he was giving us giving the entire human race mankind was dominion over everything that he created with the exception of other people that's very key he never said to let them have dominion over each other for us to rule over each other or to dominate each other but instead he says over the fish of the sea the birds of in the air uh the livestock and over all the earth the earth that means the resources of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth referring to animals he never said humans and so the word there in verse 26 when he says let them let them have dominion is the hebrew word radah 
and it means to rule, have dominion, dominate, or subjugate. He gave us, he gave mankind in the very beginning by original intention a kingdom. He gave us dominion. He gave us rulership from the very beginning. He was not establishing religion. He was not establishing a belief system. He wasn't establishing any kind of, of institution or, or organized uh, system as, as we see uh, today when it comes to ministries or quote unquote churches. He was giving us a kingdom. He was giving us a realm, which again is a region or a country in order to rule over there's a scripture i believe in the psalms i can't think of it right now where it says the heavens belongs to the lord but the earth he gave to man and he gave it to us to rule over it so as god would rule heaven we would be co-rulers with god in the earth to rule over the earth and this is why Christ in Revelation is called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because he is the chief ruler of everything. And we are sub rulers or co-rulers with him, which is why also we the scripture says that we will reign with Christ. So. Now that we've established the original intention of God in the very beginning, and notice God said this before he even created man. The, the account of man's creation isn't told until Genesis chapter 2, but he, he says this in Genesis chapter 1 because his intention was for us to rule. And so when we look at creation, when God created us, uh, because he first we, we were first spirit. We are first spirit. This body of ours is only given to us so that we can survive in this earthly realm. But once once we die, once our body dies, our body returns back to the dust and our spirit goes back to God who gave it. And so with that being said, it is within us because God designed it and put it in us to rule and to have uh, a, 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 a rulership or dominion and, and, to, and to want to have uh, the desire to be able to control life and life circumstances. I don't care who you are. There is some aspect in us that wants to be able to control our circumstances. And for some, we may some people may be too controlling to the point to where they're afraid to do anything because they can't control the outcome of a situation or anything. But God has put in every man, every woman that desire to want to be able to control their life and their life circumstances. And this comes out of that dominion that God has given us. So we established original intent. What was God's original intention for creating man? It was he created us to rule. He gave us a kingdom in the beginning. Now, what happened? Man, as I stated earlier, we declared our 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 independence from God when we chose to listen to Satan and his lie. We forfeited our right to rule 
and we de we, we we declared our de independence from God, and so we lost that 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 legal right to rule because we've given it over to Satan, and so now, uh, or at least I would say from that time up until the time of Christ. The, the 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 dominion and that rulership that man had was misused and misplaced so now i want to kind of move a uh, transition and talk about the prophecy a couple of prophecies related to the kingdom that christ will come to restore and legally give back to man so we established here that the kingdom of God, for one, is not a religion. So we're going to take a look and see exactly what it is here in a second. So in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we see that there is a prophecy about the coming Messiah, that being Jesus. And let us read that here and let's see if we can identify uh one of the aspects of what Christ is 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 coming into the earth uh, with and um, and to establish in Isaiah nine and six it is six and seven I'm gonna read it it is prophesied that for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Notice there are words such as government. There is words such as throne and kingdom. So what we're seeing here in, in Isaiah's prophecy is not only the coming of, of a Messiah, a, a, a king who will be born of a virgin, but also someone who is coming to bring a government. The kingdom of God is a government. It's not a religion. It is a government or an administration that has come in order to advance or spread the influence, the intentions, the purposes, the plans, the desires, the will of the king of heaven so that God's kingdom of heaven, which is the home country, can colonize the earthly realm so that earth can look like heaven. And maybe I should have said this in the beginning with original intent is that God's purpose in giving man rule of the earth is to make earth look like heaven. It's to bring heaven to the earth. So God's intention is not so much to get us to heaven, but rather to get heaven to the earth. 
so that his influences, his purposes, his plans, his will and desires will extend from heaven down to the earth. So when we look at a prophecy such as Isaiah chapter 9, that word government is the Hebrew word Mizrah, and it means to rule, it can mean dominion, and it means government. So he's come to bring a government. All right, and this is what's prophesied. This is what being what's being prophesied. So let's look at another one. Uh, the next two I'm going to bring up here is going to be from Daniel chapter two um, and chapter seven. And in Daniel chapter two, um, it, it gives the account of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream uh, that he has about this large statue, and he's confused by it. He doesn't understand it. And he calls in uh, enchanters and, and other wise men and, and, and astrologers and thing and all kind of people to help him understand what this dream is. And then finally, uh, someone tells him that there that there is is, is a man of up from of the of the Israelites or the Hebrews, because um, at this time the Israelites were in Babylonian captivity. And they tell him there's a man named Daniel that can tell the king the secrets of his bedroom. And so they call for Daniel and Daniel basically begins to tell him, look, it's not by any special wisdom that I have, but that there is a God in heaven that declares secrets. And he can tell you what it is that you dreamed in the secrecy or in the privacy of your room and so daniel begins to tell this dream and begins to interpret the meaning of the dream and reveals it to, to nebuchadnezzar and so i want to read for you um just a portion of it and we're going to take a look and see what's actually what god has shown king nebuchadnezzar that will be coming in the future meaning the time of christ uh christ's uh, advent to the earth i'm gonna start in daniel chapter 2 i must read from verse 36 down to uh 45 uh and it says this was the dream now we will tell the king its interpretation now so at this point daniel had already told the king what it is that he dreamed and it kind of confirms what daniel is getting ready to say because the king wanted one of his wise men and tell him the dream without the king actually revealing anything to them so god revealed to daniel what it is that the king had dreamed without the king saying one word so now daniel is at the point to where i'm going to get ready to interpret the dream to you so that you know what it means and what's going to happen in the future verse 37 it says you o king the king of kings to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, and the might, and the glory, and into whose hand he has given, uh, wherever they dwell, the children of man, the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, making you rule over them all. You are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom strong as iron because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things and like iron that crushes it shall break and crush all these 
and as you saw the feet and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron it shall be a divided kingdom but some of the firmness of iron shall be in it just as you saw iron mixed with the soft clay and as and as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle as you saw the iron mixed with soft clay so they shall mix with one another in marriage and they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay and in these days of those kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed nor shall the kingdom be left to another people it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end and it shall stand forever just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand and that it sh and that it broke in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold a great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation sure. Now notice, in this statue that King Nebuchadnezzar saw, he saw a huge statue made of different uh, 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 elements, gold, silver, bronze, iron, clay. And then he saw... A, a mountain in which a, a huge uh, stone was cut out of this mountain and thrown towards the statue which broke everything in pieces and what Daniel is saying is that every aspect or element of that statue represents a particular kingdom but the God of heaven is uh, uh, as represented by the stone cut out of the mountain the god of heaven will will set up and establish a kingdom of his own that's going to break all these other kingdoms into pieces and that kingdom will will stand and last forever now uh another word in the hebrew uh for kingdom is mamlaka and it can mean kingdom, dominion, reign, sovereignty, realm. It's almost synonymous with the, the Greek word basileia, which means kingdom. But what Daniel is seeing and what God is showing uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the king Nebuchadnezzar is something that's going to happen in the future. It's something that God is showing him that's going to be established and that's going to stand forever and never be destroyed let's go ahead and take a look at daniel chapter 7 and this would be the last of um the four prophecies that i want to that i want to share today regarding the kingdom of god and in daniel chapter 7 daniel has has a dream um, he calls it a night vision in which he sees four beasts and these four beasts basically represents four separate kingdoms and he begins to, you know, to, to, to see these, this dream and he, ha he, ha he has to, you know, ask, you know, what is the interpretation of this and what does it mean? And I'm going to read uh, Daniel chapter 7 verses 15 down to, uh, I'll, read it, I'll read it to the end, which is down to chapter uh, verse 28. But what I want us to take a look at here is who 
the kingdom, the coming kingdom uh, at this time that is now realized who it's given to. Okay. Because this kind of gets into, you know, what it means for us today. So, and Daniel's uh, vision being interpreted, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verses 15 through 28, it says, As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious, and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever. Possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. Alright, so who receives the kingdom? It's the saints of the Most High. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying, with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze, in which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet, and about the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn that came up and before which three of them fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things, and that seemed greater than its companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. And the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Who possesses the kingdom? The saints. Then he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth which shall be different from all the kingdoms and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it and break it to pieces as for the 10 horns out of this kingdom 10 kings shall arise and another shall arise after them he shall be different from the former ones and shall put down three kings he shall speak words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and shall think to change the times and the law and they shall be given into his hands for a time, times, and half a time. In other words, three and a half years. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms on the, under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me, and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. All of this is a reference to what would happen in AD 7 with the destruction of Jerusalem. This was basically around the time of the Great Tribulation as prophesied and the book of Revelation. But notice who is the kingdom given to? It is given to the people or the saints of the Most High. Those who would enter the kingdom, the people of God. Remember, Christ in his first advent to the earth was to the people or the lost uh, tribe of Israel. It was to the people of Israel. It was to the Jews first. The kingdom was to be established 
not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. And it was to start with them and then uh, advance and permeate all the rest of the earth, meaning that it was extend out to the Gentiles. But the Jews, but the majority of the Jews rejected Christ in which the, the Gentiles or anyone who was a non-Jew basically, uh, uh, you know, just entered into the kingdom. They believed the message of Paul and the apostles and they embraced it and they began to advance the kingdom. But who was the kingdom given to? It was given to it was given to the people of God. So now that we understand that the kingdom is a government and the kingdom is something that is given to the people uh, through through the by through means of faith or by faith. We have to look at the realization and the assigning of the kingdom in the New Testament as uh, as spoken of by Christ. And one of the things that he said was in Luke 12 and 32 that it is the father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. What he's saying here is that which of you fathers meaning being evil if your child or your son asks you for a good gift which of you would give him something that would harm him or something that would not be pleasing to him so he gave examples if you have an egg if if if, if your son asks you for bread are you going to give him a stone if your child asks you for an egg are you going to give him a serpent no you would give you would give him what is good for him not something that's going to uh, be damaging to him that's going to put him in harm's way or something that he's not going to be able to use or something even that he didn't didn't even ask for and so he's saying that if we know how to give good gifts to our children then wouldn't our heavenly father give the give the kingdom to those who ask him because it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom when Christ came, he came preaching. And again, this is in my last episode, I, I, I talked to you about what was the message that Jesus came to preach and to proclaim. It's the message of the kingdom. And he assigned to us a kingdom. In, in Luke chapter 22, verse 29, he says, Just as the Father has conferred to me or has assigned to me a kingdom, I assign to you a kingdom. The whole purpose of Christ coming was to restore what we originally lost back in the garden. It was kingdom. It was dominion. It was the legal right to rule on this earth. The kingdom of God is, is our entry as citizens and sons and daughters into a realm, and into a rulership in which God is the ultimate ruler he is the sovereign ruler but he has extended that rule to us and has given us the legal authority and the legal right to rule over earth as he originally intended the death of christ is just, is the means to it but it's not the end that's why Christ didn't talk too much about his death. As a matter of fact, when he mentioned his death a lot of times, he mentioned it privately to his disciples. If he did mention it, mention it uh, uh, publicly 
such as in Matthew chapter 23, when he talked about destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it back up. To them, they didn't understand that, but he hid the truth and the meaning behind that parable because it was something, it, it was to be, remain a mystery to them, but to those who were in his inner circle, he plainly told them that the Son of Man would be portrayed in the hands of, of, of evil men, will be crucified, but on the third day he will rise again. But the main that wasn't his main message. His main message was the kingdom. I'm coming to give you a kingdom. It's not going to be something that's going to be observed with human eyes. It's not anything that's going to be earthly. In, in, in fact, the kingdom would be inside of you. And so that's in a nutshell and from a very high level, that's what the kingdom of God is. It's God's rule in the earth through us because the kingdom is with it, the kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit who dwells in us means to us that we had the kingdom of God within us. But a lot of us don't know that or we don't understand that because we've been taught and we've heard so many different preach, uh, messages and preaching about the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit, you know, he he leads us, he guides us. And, and all of those things are true. But there is a kingdom within us that that indwells us so that we can uh so that we can not only be under the rulership and the authority of god but that we can also rule with the authority that god has freely given to us because that's what he originally intended for us so um i hope this this uh, has been uh an eye-opener and that what it means for you is that you have as as citizens within the kingdom if you are if you are if you have established entry that is take have taken possession of the kingdom by faith that you are a citizen of the kingdom you are a child or a son or a daughter of God that you have the legal right to rule and that you, there's no there's no reason to fear to be afraid to allow your 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 life circumstances to rule over you but rather you rule over those life circumstances you rule over those situations and part of your rule is hearing what god is saying so that you can speak the same thing in your situation and be able to rule over it because of because rulership apart from the authority of god means that we've gone rogue and we run the risk of committing high treason so if we can hear what God is saying and we can speak out of our mouths what it is that he is saying, then we have solutions to our problems and to our circumstances so that life no longer rules over us, but we rule over life. So I'm going to leave you with that for today. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. You can follow me on Twitter at KTP for living. That's K as in kingdom, T as in truth, P as in power, the number four living uh which is the twitter handle you can also catch these episodes on anchor spotify uh google podcasts overcast and many other uh platforms and um if you want to reach out to me you can reach out to me via email at kingdomtruthandpower at gmail.com 
but I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I love you guys. I want to thank you for for listening. Please uh, share this. Uh, this is also on YouTube as well under the uh, Kingdom Truth and Power uh, channel. Please feel free to, to listen to it there as well. Again, this is Terrence with Kingdom Culture uh, presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. God bless you. And until the next episode, I'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Culture Podcast. We truly hope and pray that you have enjoyed today's show and that it has inspired you to seek the truth and kingdom of God. It is also our prayer that you find comfort and solutions to life situations. Until next time, may God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven.